go have another conversation about Michigan State and their unbelievable weekend in Columbus, Ohio. They're off to the Sweet 16 on the men's side Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. on TBS. It will be K-State, who has one of the best guards, if not the best player in Noel so far in the tournament. Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, co-host of Couch in the Rube podcast, which is available wherever you download podcasts. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. And, you know, we say it every year, Graham, when we talk about the tournament, it's Izzo, it's March, and there's your blueprint. And here's what happened over the weekend in Columbus. It was the perfect plan uh, for Izzo and MSU basketball. Yeah, I mean, a, a few things that this is where the Izzo-March thing, I think, does resonate. I mean, he, he plays a schedule in November, December, January, and February that, puts his team in all sorts of situations through all sorts of adversity and styles and they tend to peak at the right time and then it, it, the, the scouting report stuff on, on two days prep and, and the way they the coverages they handled um, defensively two straight days but especially against Marquette where there was just nothing at the rim in the gaps and, and they only had nine two-point field goals I mean that's that's the stuff that's, that's made his career and it's it's why he is. And then he's got a squad right now where, you know, you have to have the bones of a great team for that to work. And he's got great guards, and he's got a connected team, and, and so it, it, it's coming together. Uh, what impressed you the most, maybe going into Friday's game against USC through yesterday's win over Marquette, but, you know, last Thursday night uh, you're with the rest of the MSU media, you're by yourself in your hotel room, you're thinking about uh, the bracket uh, what happened Friday and Sunday in terms of Michigan State basketball that you didn't expect? You know, I didn't expect them to be able to, because we hadn't seen it, win games when they weren't shooting well at this late stage and win the games the way they did. I mean, they won it really with with grit and with uh, sort of uh, finding new ways, adjusting to whatever was there. I mean, this is a team that the final four regular season games going into the Big Ten tournament had been like 49 for 85 on threes in four games. I mean, just was shooting at an incredible clip, and that had been a real key to their success. And in the last two games, they went seven for 30, and uh, including two for 16 against, uh, you know, against Mar- uh, Marquette. So I don't think they could have won that game three weeks ago. And to find a different way, and um, you know, it, it, I, I didn't think that could happen. Graham, uh, when you look what did happen, the Sweet Sixteen bracket, uh, only one Big Ten team remains. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it isn't. In the sense that, you know, only two were like I was. You know, I, I defend the Big Ten a lot, and I, you know, I was hoping that the Big Ten would be more than just solid and good and deep, but would surprise that, that it, it turned out they had more really quality teams. But, you know, only two Big Ten teams were seeded to get out of the first weekend, and that was Indiana and, and, and Purdue. And one of those teams lost in a 4-5 matchup. So, you know, Purdue's loss is huge. Obviously, Michigan State was the seventh seed that wins. But basically, the Big Ten did what it was seeded to do. And so that's something to sort of remember. Now, it's not exceeding expectations, that's for sure. And the Purdue loss is, is you know, one of the bigger uh, upsets in postseason college basketball history, if not the biggest, just given 
Fairleigh Dickinson's uh, rankings on a number of things different than University of Baltimore, Maryland, which beat Virginia several years ago. I mean, this, this was the worst NCAA tournament, or worst team ever to win an NCAA tournament game by a way. So that's an issue. I mean, that, that looks bad. And, it, and, you know, and there's this, this dynamic to the Big Ten where they've got a lot of big guys and plotting guys, people think. And so there, there's, you know, it's, it's not the free flowing basketball. But I, I also don't think it's a league that's, that's as quite as, you know, monolithic as that. Like, one thing is not necessarily related to the other. You're not at an AAU tournament and, you know, if you're a plotting white guy, you're looking, hey, there's the Big Ten coaches in that corner. I'll go talk to them. And maybe if you're Purdue or Wisconsin, that fits. But, okay, I'm, I'm athletic. I'm going to go over to the SEC coaches in that corner. It just, you know, they're just not, um, yeah, they're just, they're not all one thing. So I, I, while it looks bad for the league, I, I don't know that there were great teams this year other than Purdue at times. And uh, it sort of is what it is. And I don't know if Purdue ever was great. I never had that feel when I watched them that they were a great team. And Michigan State was unranked. Uh, they were picked middle of the pack preseason. Izzo told me, any science, he liked this team. And you could see that uh, yesterday. So now with no pressure on this team because they got to the Sweet 16 uh, and you have to hit the reset button this week and get ready for K-State and then possibly Florida Atlantic or Tennessee, your thoughts on the matchup with K State Thursday night? Yeah, it's it's it, it's tough. I mean, that's a, they've got you know great wings, great guards, um, and uh, they've got you know I, I I like what their coach said about after the Kentucky game. People think of Kentucky. He said, you know, we had we just had more dudes than them, and they've they've that's what they have. And athletically, they can be challenging. Now, they're they're not going to beat you up in the low post, though, and I think. Michigan State has shown in these last two matchups that short of that team, and a lot of those teams have been eliminated, they're okay. I mean, you know, there's a real argument when you watch some of the tournament. And if Michigan State ever had to face UConn or something like that, we we might sing a different tune. But, you know, Izzo next year, if they lose to Purdue and Zach Eady in January or February, should just sit there at the press conference and say, yeah, it doesn't matter. These guys will flame out in the – uh, this doesn't work in the NCAA tournament. What we does, what we do does, and you know it's just going to cost us a Big Ten game because that's really the way it's played out. And then the teams that this is another team that that while I think Kansas State is is a step up in in certain ways, Marquette was you know a team that won ten straight that stormed through a Big East that has three teams left. Um, you know Michigan State is playing at a level right now that. Uh, you know, I think at worst, every game they play from here on out, at least in the region in New York, is going to be 50-50. I agree. I think Casey, and you see it in the early point spread on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board, State now favored by two. I think they opened up as a one-point underdog against K-State. And then if they win on Thursday night, which will be a 6.30 tip Michigan time from Madison Square Garden, they'll get the winner of Florida Atlantic, who had to pull away uh, from FDU and that Cinderella story. And Tennessee uh, muscled their way past Duke, played a lot of defense. I mean, Tennessee, Michigan State could be reminiscent of old school Wisconsin, <laughs> MSU, uh, yeah, and NCAA tournament. That could be like 44 41. Exactly. No, I was just thinking that. Like that, I mean, that would be a game that. Uh... I know when you get to the regional finals, they're all on CBS, I think, but they may put that game back on True TV just for just for uh, to save the viewers. 
Yeah, warm up for impractical jokers. Uh, Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, also co-host of Couch of the Rube podcast. You can find it. They're talking about MSU and the Sweet 16. Wherever you download podcasts, just search uh, Couch in the Room. Uh, Izzo, his enthusiasm after the game yesterday, you know, every year, Graham, for about five years, it seems we talk about uh, Izzo's a year away. Oh, wait a minute. It's going to be that class. He'll see that through. Steven's going to be done. Uh, Izzo doesn't look close to retirement in any way, physically, emotionally, uh, with this team, with the university, when he was the front man there at the candlelight vigil. I, Izzo seems to be stronger than ever before. Yeah, you know, he said something before last season. I think this this still holds true. He said he, he, he felt better than he did five years ago. And I think he feels good. He feels invigorated. Um, he went through a you know, pretty rocky period there for a little bit. He's got, you know, obviously they have a, a great recruiting class coming in next year, but he's got a veteran team. You know, and, and sometimes he does do these runs where you think they're a year away. It's hard to predict the year where it's going to happen. Now, do they have the goods to, to truly win an NCAA, you know, NCAA tournament? I don't know. But I don't think there are a lot of teams in college basketball this year that are going to overwhelm you. Um, and so, yeah, no, he, he does look like a guy who's got some time left. Um, I, I, you know, winning a national championship, another one, is of the utmost importance to him. And... Um, you know, and, 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 you know, I don't know what else he'd do. You know, that's the other thing. He's not some guy who's going to go out and fish. Um, you know, he's not somebody I don't think he's going to turn to enjoying TV. And I, I think he's, um, he's somebody who wants to coach basketball. And even when he's miserable doing it, that's when he's happiest. And a lot of people haven't talked about this. He has one of his top recruiting classes coming in for next year. Totally, and, and and a chance next year, depending on who comes back, to have one of those rare teams. Because the way you win in college basketball today is not by being young and talented. I think that that's out the window. Uh, that's a decade old. But it's uh, it, it's by having a, a real good blend of veterans who are good college basketball players, but maybe not high end pros, so they stick around, and then some some recruits who raise your ceiling athletically, but don't have a ton of pressure on them. And they, they have a class where that could be. Now, those guys coming in aren't really one and done either, I don't think, unless they they, they, they want, you know, something changes. I mean, you're talking about a six-foot guard and Jeremy Pierce Jr. I mean, where's where he going to go? I mean, people could transfer in the, in the portal, but uh, Xavier Booker's got some, some developing to do. Um, but there's a chance a lot of these guys come back, especially I think Malik Hall is, is pivotal there sort of a bridge guy as a, as a communicator is a guy that they're going to need on that front court. And then, um, you know, we'll see what happens with Tyson Walker. And I think that's a little more, that, that that's a little more delicate because you, you also have to grow as a program and, and Jaden Akins needs the ball in his hands more going forward. I'm not sure Jeremy fears junior pictures himself coming into a program that still has Tyson Walker. So there are some politics probably that have to be uh, figured out if, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to do that, but uh, they have a chance to be really, really good next year from from the get go. Well, they still have some this year left in them. Michigan State, K State, Thursday night, six thirty p.m. TBS from Madison Square Garden in New York City. They win. They're in the Elite Eight on Saturday against the winner of Florida Atlantic and Tennessee FAU FDU. There were a lot of teams that close to one letter out of their names 
just really messing up people in the media. But now you get Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, and New York City. 9 p.m. is that tip on Thursday night. The lead game will be Michigan State and K-State. Graham Couch coverage in the Lansing State Journal. Graham Couch on Twitter. And again, if we have to spell Couch, please don't follow him on Twitter. And Couch in the Room podcast all over Michigan State Hoops. Graham, thanks for the update. Thanks for having me, Bill. All right, Graham Couch checking in.